Cherry Serrano Drizzle. The best of the best out west. Frackleton's Fine Food and Spirits. Located on Main Street, downtown Sheridan, where good food is good mood. Sheridan County is home to some of the most beautiful scenery in Wyoming. Rolling hills, the majestic Bighorn Mountains, clean flowing streams, and fields painted with vibrant colors of spring. Hi, I'm Belle with Sheridan Media. Trees for Trash is back, and it's time to step up and pitch in to help protect our natural beauty by participating in the annual Trees for Trash program, Saturday, May 7th. Just bring your spring cleanup trash to the city landfill on East Ridge Road between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Drop it off and receive a free Siberian spruce seedling, along with a big smile on the way out. It's good for Sheridan County, and it's free. A big thank you goes out to our fantastic trees for trash sponsors, ERA Carroll Realty, U.S. Bank, Wyoming Corporate Office, Landon's Greenhouse and Nursery, Sheridan County, and of course, the City of Sheridan. Mark your calendar Saturday, May 7th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the City Landfill, the 2022 Sheridan Media Trees for Trash. Guitar virtuosos Martin Taylor, Bruce Foreman, and John Jorgensen create musical magic with one night, three award-winning guitarists and 18 strings at 7.30 p.m. Thursday, May 10th at Sheridan's Wild Theater. The performance features solo, duet, and trio performances that will leave you in awe. Tickets for the great guitars are available now at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. They're not just there at tax time. Cloud Peak Accounting's professional staff is available year-round to help you with your business accounting, personal records, and ranch accounting, too. With their easy-to-use website, it's easy to do business with them, and they're currently accepting new clients. Don't have time to come in to meet with them? Don't worry. You can even do business with Cloud Peak Accounting from the comfort of your own home. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. On this week's Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, we do talk about sports, the NFL draft, some baseball, some basketball, but our main topic, the greatest discovery in human history, a cave filled with 1.4 billion pounds of cheese. So we also begin the early stages of a heist plan for the cheese. So sports and cheese on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and on sharedmedia.com and podcastwyoming.com. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whitey. And good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting and I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson and Trevor Jackson. We're your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Let's head right on over to the poll question. Uh, This one's kind of a hot topic right now. It's kind of always a hot topic. Yeah, it's been a hot topic for a while, but it's heating up even more, I think, with Elon Musk doing what he's doing. Yeah, making his big moves. He'll save the world. Uh, The question was, uh, should social media platforms moderate content posted by users? The options uh, were yes, no, undecided. 
And 61% say no, they should not. 34% say yes, 5% undecided. Well, I will say this. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free speech thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peacefully, uh, peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Mm -hmm. Now, when I read that, that has nothing to do with companies who follow the law offering a social platform to communicate. Right. In yeah. my opinion, social media companies are private entities. Now, as such, there is extensive First Amendment jurisprudence and, and a statute that actually support their right to make content decisions as they see fit. That right includes the flexibility to make content decisions that reflect or are perceived to reflect political bias. Private businesses should have the right to monitor and censor whatever they feel is appropriate or inappropriate on their platform. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think it for a long time, they pretty much just let anything go. I mean, it's yeah. within, you know, they have always have certain guidelines, you know, hate speech and, and threatening things like that. that. That's almost always a no-no. So they've always had, you know, certain guidelines there. But as far as politics and that kind of stuff go, they weren't really, they just kind of let whatever you wanted to say go out there until, what, it's like the 2016 election is when they started to kind of really pull back on that because, you know, when it comes to political races, of course, we all know that there's mudslinging, mm -hmm. you know, the the the, <laughs> the lesser form of, of uh, campaigning, in my opinion. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, once somebody like this anonymous Q gets a hold of this and starts making stuff up and people believe it to the point where they're willing to act violently mm -hmm. against others. We've mm -hmm. got a problem. Yes, and I think that you've seen it, them crack down even more in the wake of you know the riots and stuff that happened and, of course, the January 6th stuff. Uh, obviously, they were tightening things down more. And I, I think what they're looking at, if you if you put yourself in their position – they're probably thinking, you know, we need to regulate ourselves or else someone's going to do it for us. Exactly. Uh, if, you know, plus if someone were to harm somebody else, they said, well, I heard on social media that this person did that. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, now I'm going to sue that platform. For, for spreading that around yeah. a, a particular individual. I think they've had a certain amount of immunity. Uh, what was it? Uh, two th uh, section 230, I think, gives them some immunity, I think. Yeah, it is 230. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it depends on how, I guess, what kind of a case you could make in that regard. But, um, I, yeah, I think you we have to kind of look at, is social media the new platform where all of these public discussions take place? And And if that's the case, then maybe... It's not just like, you know, it's my business, my rules. Maybe there's a larger responsibility there. And this is something that we've never had to deal with before. Right. Yeah. You know, um, this is such a, and, and believe it or not, and this is a relatively new thing mm -hmm. to, to civilization itself. Yeah. Um, being able to talk to somebody, you know, in India, mm -hmm. in, in Taiwan. Uh, but then also the ability to put up something completely untrue, right? <laughs> make it look like it is true. You know, th there's, there's, we've, we've talked about 
the the mirage men, mm -hmm. the individuals who basically uh, go out amongst like UFOologists and they provide just enough truth, <laughs> right, to make something seem yep. plausible. That these rumors and these stories and these conspiracy theories flood through society, you know, and, and there's a great documentary where an individual comes forward and says, I was one of these people. He's not very well liked in the UFO community, but he attends every single convention to this day. And he said that he can sit in the back of the room and say, that one's mine. <laughs> right. That one's mine. <laughs> yeah. And and there's certain reasons for that. There are certain reasons why we need to monitor. We need to. I, I hate to use the word censor, but we need to be careful about what we're putting up on social media because people do take that as gospel. And I'm not saying everybody takes it as gospel, but the fact of the matter, you have to be a pretty good critical thinker with some of these things. Yes. We you know due to the 2016 election, you can now. You can find what looks to be like credible news reports, mm -hmm. and they're not in any way. They're not. They're just made up mishmash mm -hmm. from from individuals who make these look like real reports to get people moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, the thing is, though, it, this isn't anything new. It's just it's happening faster and on a larger scale than ever before. But the urban legends were passed around via email. Right, before, right, I can remember those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, your, your your grandparents and your parents would pass these emails, and you just roll your eyes, and it's all Bill Gates is going to give me a bunch of money if I forward this email to all my friends. You know, that stuff happened on other fax machines, you know, in the office, all these jokes and urban legends that get passed around. And so, you know, it's happened since the dawn of humanity that, you know, lies and urban legends and disinformation has been spread. It's just happening faster and on a larger stage now. And I would say... You know, there are professionals out there who've gone to college, studied psychology, and they understand what makes somebody click something. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll use that. Okay, we'll use this or that. They study habits. They study trends. They study things that make people want to click on their stories. And they've they've started to refine this yes. so well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So well. Yeah. How do I get shares? There's a whole new marketing uh, uh, world out there revolved around how many clicks can you get? How, how many people can visit your website? And what do I need to do mm -hmm. to get you there? Yeah, you can see those formulas. Actually, if you watch social media, you can see those formulas as they gain power and lose power. Uh, for a long time, it was, you know, here's 10 things that are such and such. Number eight blew my mind or something like that. Y clickbait, yeah, baby. You've you got to click on it to see number eight. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. For a while, there was like a circle drawn with an arrow pointing on some thumbnail, and you had to click on that. <laughs> and they never yeah. showed the real picture. That's <laughs> no, the part that bothered yeah, me. Yeah, the clickbait photos and all that. I, yeah. Now, see, I can remember uh, you were talking about those emails, and everyone's like, can you see the face? Can you see the ghost? And they would have like this circle pointing to something, and you're like, I can't see it. Yeah, but you got to click on it so you can get a better view exactly. of it. Exactly. Yeah. So then you click on it, and you never actually get to see the picture that led you there in the first place. Those things have a life cycle, though, because people start getting wise to it, and it only works for a certain amount of time, and then they start to realize, oh, this is just nonsense. I'm not even going to bother with it. And then these companies have gone a step further. Uh, and this is something that you and I have talked about a lot, the echo chamber. A step further, I have made algorithms that track and, and, and basically feed you the type of stuff 
that you want to see. Yes. Why? Because I'm providing a service, right? I want you to return to my social media platform. Yeah, you're looking at interaction. How much are you going to engage in that? And you're not going to come back. Uh, let's say if you're a conservative and all of a sudden you're just flooded with all this uh, liberal uh, memes and all this shit, you're yeah. going to be like, this is garbage. Yeah. I'm not going to come back to that. Mm-hmm. So I've created an algorithm that will only show you certain things. Mm-hmm. And now we think, well, everybody agrees with this. It's all <laughs> I see on social yeah, media. Everybody's talking the about this. The whole world yep. agrees with me on this one. That's because the companies have basically figured out this is what I need to do mathematically through clicks and views Mm -hmm. to get you to return to my platform. Manipulative. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely manipulative. And and it's and it's led to this uh, this idea, you know, that that people take action on social media now. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are pros and cons to all of this. And I've got a very large list here. Uh, that we will discuss uh, coming up. But when is it my responsibility to figure it out myself? Uh, and from not day have somebody, one, in my <laughs> opinion. And, and, and be spoon-fed with, you yep. know, baby food. But see, the where, majority... And, and the thing is, and I can tell you, you know, you, if you get burned a few times, you just don't click on stuff anymore. Right. You wise up. Yep. And, you know, if you're dumb enough, I guess, to fall for stuff, that's kind of where I fall. If you're dumb enough, okay... And it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, the, whoever this cue is, some of the things that, that have been put up just blow your mind. <laughs> but people buy into it. They be, they think this is gospel. As far as you know, this could be a Ted Kaczynski-type individual sitting in a, a cabin somewhere on his phone, just making, just pulling stuff out yeah. of the air because he sees people are clicking on it, people love it. I am changing the face of America just by making stuff up and putting it online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Good morning. I thought I'd call early so you don't run out of time. And there's two things. I want to get to your poll question, but first I want to uh, show my support for you guys. About two or three weeks ago, some guy called in and accused you guys of being part of the mainstream media and and you're guilty of their sins and all that. Well, I think you guys are pretty fair. Thank you. You you pretty much let everybody call in and voice their opinion, and you seem to be courteous, which you should be. So I think what it is is that guy considered – you you guys guilty by association and that's something that irritates me i remember when i was in school sometimes my friends would do something bad and i was considered guilty by association and i didn't even have anything to do with it i was either just with them or or whatever sometimes i tried to stop them from doing something and I still got in trouble just for being around them. So uh, anyway, I just want to say you guys are doing a pretty good job. Uh, one thing you might do that I would like is after somebody calls in, say thanks for calling or something so they know it's the end of the conversation. And 
But the main thing is I wanted to talk about your poll question. Uh, I was on Facebook, and uh, I wrote, I'm a conservative Republican, so that's the stuff I write usually. And uh, Trump was on Facebook, and he liked two different things that I wrote. And I'm pretty proud of that, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. whoever the president is, you know, if they say you're doing a good job, well, that's a pretty big compliment, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I found out he was on Twitter, so I signed up for Twitter because it more seems to be more nationwide and all that. And I enjoyed reading things that he wrote because they came directly from him, and they weren't. It's kind of hard for somebody to lie about what he said when you know what he said. Mm-hmm. And he he gets lied about all the time. Well, not as much now, but it seemed like every time I turned on my TV, they were lying about him. And anyway, next thing I knew, he got censored. And so I found out he was on Rumble, so I hurried up and signed up for Rumble so I could read what he said. And they censored him from Rumble the same day that I signed up for it. And, you know, it's kind of maybe some people don't know this, but we conservatives, believe that everybody has the right to speak. Everybody has freedom of speech, as in the First Amendment, which you guys mentioned. And you don't have to agree with everybody, but everybody has a right to voice their opinion. So, and Trump, he he still has rallies and and tens of thousands of people go to them, but when you turn your TV on, you you don't hear anything about it. So I think he is popular, maybe even more popular than he was before. And I think he's going to get reelected too, if there's any country left. But anyway, I guess that's the main thing I wanted to say. So you guys are doing a good job, and thank you for your show. All right, and thank you for the call. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Line on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Share it. the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems, residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main and Sherry. Whether you're planning 
a tree, or digging a foundation, contact One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Call two business days before you dig. It's free and required by law. Repairs to utilities can be expensive. Cutting a gas line or electrical line can be deadly. No matter if it's weekend yard work or major construction, call One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Sponsored by Public Service Commission, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters in this station. Looking for something different this Mother's Day? How about taking a drive up the beautiful Bighorn Mountains this Sunday and treat Mom to Mother's Day brunch at Bear Lodge. Serving from 11 till 3 with appetizers, entrees, traditional size, and all of your dessert favorites. Make this Mother's Day a memory she'll treasure this Sunday at Bear Lodge Resort. Reservations are suggested. Call 752-2444. Check out the details at BearLodgeResort.com. Remember when your mom used to say, eat your cranberries or you'll get a bladder infection? Well, if you ignored her and now you're in trouble, well, you need the health-giving stuff you can only get at the health nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad and smoothie bar, as well as a healthy grocery store and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy. Get healthy. And that all starts at the health nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Hi, I'm Sheridan Mayor Rich Bridger. Sheridan is one of the best places to call home in Wyoming. With beautiful parks, fantastic pathways, and great people, all surrounded by rolling hills and the majestic bighorns. I'm here to invite you to pitch in and help spruce up our little part of the world with some spring cleaning and participation in the annual Trees for Trash program. It's easy and it's free, and you'll receive a Siberian spruce ceiling for helping out. Just bring your load of trash to the city landfill on East Ridge Road between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. to get your free tree and a smile on the way out. Let's recognize this year's Trees for Trash sponsors with a big thank you to Sheridan Media, ERA Carroll Realty, U.S. Bank, Wyoming Corporate Office, Landon's Greenhouse and Nursery, Sheridan County, and of course, the City of Sheridan. Mark your calendar now, Saturday, May 7th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Sheridan City Landfill for the 2022 Sheridan Media Trees for Trash. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson and Trevor Jackson. We're your open line guys. Give us a ring. 674-4443 or 672-5763. The poll question this week dealt with uh, social media. Should companies have the ability to censor? Or, or uh, I guess regulate. Yeah, moderate was the moderate, word. Moderate, moderate mm-hmm. uh, what goes up on their platforms. Uh, there's uh, varying opinions about this thing. A lot of people feel that uh, shouldn't. They mm-hmm. shouldn't do that. Uh, I myself feel that this is a private business. We live in a free market, folks. If you don't like what they're doing, you don't use their service, and they fail. Uh, go to a platform that will allow that. Mm-hmm. Or go to a platform uh, that uh, you feel is uh, right for you. And here's the issue. Uh, you know, th- that's a great idea. But, like, Parler tried to do that, and then Amazon would take it off their server, and, and Apple and Google would remove it from their app stores. Well, see, now, once again, we live in a free market. You don't like what Amazon's doing. Stop using their service. Mm-hmm. That It's that easy. Yeah. Uh, there There is a bit of a thing. Like, if you're trying to start a Parler... I mean, you have Google, you have Amazon's web services, and then everything else is 
so far in the shadows compared to those that how do you ever build anything as far as getting, you know, an audience and that kind of stuff? You're really doing grassroots stuff. Anybody that's on the app stores for Google Play and, and uh, Apple uh, have a huge advantage as far as reaching people. And so you could you could say that that's a form of uh, censorship and as well, them pushing them into the background because they just don't have a platform to even get their, their service started. You could. Uh, at the same, you sell donuts and I sell donuts. People don't like your donuts, they come to my shop. Mm-hmm. All right, a new shop opens up, and so we got two monsters, you and me. Trevor opens up a new shop, but he's not well-known. What, what does he do? He's got to start a grassroots movement. Yeah. Facebook started as a grassroots movement. This thing started in a college dorm. Mm-hmm. Everything starts that way. Now, if, if you don't like what a company is doing, you stop using their services and you allow them to fail out. That's how free market works. Mm-hmm. You take your business somewhere else and support that. Now, you could say that, well, these guys have got a monopoly on all the servers. Well, you need to find some capital and make some servers. <laughs> Not that easy. Yeah. It look, takes a lot Google, of money. Look, Google, Amazon got everybody by the short hairs because they control all, a lot of the stuff we do these days, and then we're going to get to our callers is done online. Your lives are online. Are you saying that the free market has failed? <laughs> I'm not No, uh, I don't I think you're I, I think you just can't use that argument, Floyd. It's I, too I easy, think it's I too can. Easy, it's too easy to go free market, do whatever you want. Well, I mean, it, 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 look at DuckDuckGo. I mean, that's the competition to Google. And what percentage of the market do they have compared to Google? I don't know what it is, but it's got to be a fraction of a percent. Yeah. And are they ever going to get bigger than that? I don't know. If people start to use them, if they advertise, if they get the word out, Mm -hmm. if they do the work. Yeah, but it's a a steep uphill climb, I think. You're dang right it is. It is tough out there. It is a competitive market. Mm -hmm. I will admit that. Yeah, and Google's got a lot of fingers in a lot of places and a lot of pull, a lot of power. Absolutely. There's lobbyists. There's more lobbyists in Washington than there are congressmen (laughs) and women. (laughs) Yep. All right, we've got callers. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Is it me? It is you. Yeah, okay. Uh, Yeah, it's interesting. Your free market example works uh, pretty well until the moment when the government gets involved. Jan Psaki, uh, soon to be the former White House uh, chief spokesman or whatever they call her, uh, several months ago said something uh, that – caught my attention at the time she said yeah we're going to uh, the, the government we we have a role to play in assisting these social platforms and making sure that disinformation and misinformation doesn't spread and i thought at that time uh oh so now we wake up this past week and what's the federal government up to the great secretary of uh, of uh, homeland security who's really doing a great job according to him on the border has now um, they've they put their heads together and they've got the answer. They're going to come up with a an official government agency under DHS called the Disinformation Governance Board. And just to put the uh, cherry on the top of the ice cream sundae, they're going to appoint a person as the char- as as the the leader of that little group by the name of Jankowski. Check out what she has said uh, about uh, disinformation, free speech, etc. 
the minute the government gets involved in it, your free market explanations go right out the window. Now you're going to have a government agency who's going to decide, yes, you can say this. No, you can't say that. And the minute that starts... Look out, brother. You're in for big trouble. You you probably remember the Fairness Doctrine, right? Oh, he's, he, oh, he's gone. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, that we've had that issue with, you know, radio stations are federally regulated. You're right, right. Uh, and the, for in the 80s, or they, they were doing the, the Fairness Doctrine. Actually, it was before that. Um, and uh, I think that's not a good move. Um, you're trying to... You know, for every conservative opinion this radio station presents, you have to also put out a liberal opinion. Right. Uh, the the big three, CBS, ABC, NBC, uh, on your nightly news before mm-hmm. everything went to cable, when it was going over the airwaves, it had to be objective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, that, I think that was a bad move. Uh, I, it's, and I think if they're trying to put something like that back into place now for social media, I think it's – I can see where the logic of it is. Right. Um, but for radio, it makes absolutely no sense now because it would be like saying that for every country song a radio station has to play. You've you got to play a rock song. Yeah. We've got enough radio stations out there now where you can have one that just plays country, one that just plays rock. You don't have to be all things to all people. If you want conservative opinions, you can go to a conservative radio station. There's a lot of liberal opinions on TV and all over other media. I think you've got the choices out there. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but a lot of this actually revolved around the idea that uh, uh, both TV stations and radio were actually using government air, uh, government towers and things like that. And because of that, they said, this is what's got to happen, right? Uh, I don't know if that's it really it. I mean, uh, it's a public-owned uh, the, the airwave is a public uh, entity, you know, the, the, the public the, space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's where it was coming from. It's like, you know, this is this is public like over the air broadcasting is different from, you know, cable or web streams. Right, and that kind right. of stuff. Where you got to pay to actually get it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think they were looking at, well, this needs to serve the public. And so if you're only serving this particular piece of the public, then you're not doing your job. Right, but, and I agree with you. Back in the day, when there was what one station right. for every county, yeah. you know, it, it, then maybe yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. But now there's so many different stations, so many different places that you can get this stuff. That uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe we need to relook at that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if social media is a direct uh, correlation to that because there's not. I mean, you've got Facebook, you've got Twitter. There's not a bunch of social media outlets out there. There's a handful of the big ones, and then there's everybody else that no one uses. Right, but uh, what uh, Charlie was saying, you know, these individuals where the government wants to step up and start taking charge of stuff, that never works. No. All right, we got another caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Yes, good morning. Um, Gentlemen, I wanted to talk about something real brief, a change of subject, but I'll be brief. The paper yesterday had the article on the city budget on the front page, and then you turned to, I think it's page five, and there was additional on there, including an editorial disclaimer at the bottom, which was quite interesting. Ron Richter has also covered the city's proposed budget uh, through the budget session um, conducted by uh, City Administrator McRae. Here's what I wanted to say. The proposed budget is, and I'm, I'm rounding for, for sake of brevity here, the proposed budget projects $52 million in revenues, okay? In the story in the newspaper, the proposed revenues uh, were $46 million. So there's a difference there, 52 
to 46. And these are proposed, projected revenues, revenues only. Well, there's about a $6 million acknowledged shortfall there between the two figures. The, the shortfall will be covered in the interim by transferring money from a funded account into an unfunded account as needed. It's just a transfer of funding. What I wanted to remark on is in the business world, if you engage in this, it's a white-collar white crime in the business world. When you move resources in order to borrow or fund, you're basically kicking the can down the road. You're anticipating getting them from somewhere. Maybe next week you'll find 100 laying on the sidewalk. But I don't understand why this practice of moving resources from one account into another to cover a funding need is acceptable or allowable in municipal governance. I found this a very interesting article, and I wish people would read it particularly when you go into the paper on the back page and you read the small disclaimer in the bottom from the editor of the Sheridan uh, Press. It's, it's really an interesting practice. I don't know uh, if it's allowable, but it apparently is being uh, uh, anticipated perhaps being done. So anyway, that's the only thing that I wish to remark on, and thank you for taking my remark. All right. Thank you for the call. All right. We've got another caller. We're going to go right into it. Good morning. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Uh, good morning. Morning. Uh, quick uh, thing, uh, dealing with uh, the media and the concerns about media uh, disinformation. Uh, well, we went through Russia collusion for I don't know how long. Uh, New York State has just closed its case on Trump, so there was nothing there as well. Uh, Jesse Smollett. That's what the media ran. Kyle Rittenhouse, they made that kid out to be the filthiest, vile person on the planet. Hunter Biden laptop, that was getting people banned. BLM's integrity, social media shadow banning, printing money, causing crippling inflation. And the number one thing, I think, was the Covington kids, the high schoolers, which they tried to make out to be white supremacist Trump supporters when there was there was hate being spread right there. And if you watch the whole video, those boys were protecting other people from the vile things that were being said. So the media needs is is gonna is what the the public is well aware of the trash that's coming out of the media. So to grab Q is way low-hanging fruit, my friend. Ah, uh, well, you're a cure, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not a cure. You're not a cure? But I, paid, but, I pay, but I was paying attention to what was being said. Yeah. I pay attention to all sides. I pay attention to NPR. So, so let me ask you. Let me ask you. If, if you think. Nazis in people's doors in the Ukraine. Yeah, you th NPR was filming that, praising them. Yeah. So that, there you go. Everything's war. Everything's profit and control. So you, you explain all that list. Jesse Smollett, that went crazy. Ghislaine Maxwell just got convicted, 
and we know nothing, but we're watching old Johnny Depp right now, aren't we? Well, they didn't allow cameras in the uh, courtroom, and th- that the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff is well covered. If you search, yeah. I mean, all the CNN's got it, NBC's Once got again, it. Once again, I think you're no stuck cam- in a no bad ca- al- algorithm. Yeah. No cameras in federal courts, by the way. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Yeah, the civil matters. Yes, we are... get those cartoon drawings. Yeah, they're yeah. unflattering sometimes. Yeah, the but, but the, uh, it's, it's weird that people insist that that Ghislaine Maxwell, Maxwell stuff hasn't been covered. It has been well covered. It's, yeah, you just got to know how to look. Yeah, I mean, just look for it. Speaking of yeah. low-hanging fruit, it, it's not just going to be right there for everybody, especially if you're in the wrong algorithm. Right. That's the thing. What gets pushed onto your feed is very different from what's out there. All you got to do is do a quick search for it. And like I said, it's it's all over the place. The, any reputable news organization has been covering that trial very well. As closely as they can. I yeah, think. I mean, there's certain details that are not uh, public knowledge. I mean, uh, uh, presumably because there's underage victims involved. Uh, yeah. So some of those details obviously aren't going to be a- available for you to find online. But uh, as far as what's happening in that trial and the, the convictions and all that, that stuff's out there. Yeah. All right. So what are the pros to social media? Uh, well, we've got a we've got a pretty good sized list here. Uh, and before I get to it, I do have other callers. Uh, let's hear from them. Uh, go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Yeah. I was uh, – we'll change the subject here. The county, I was wondering how they do their licensing on vehicles because I have a 21-year-old pickup, and it still costs me $250 a year to license it. Hmm. And the, the new vehicles are like fifty dollars to $100,000. So – why why does my old pickup cost me that much to license? I don't remember the exact algorithm how that works. It, nah, it, I don't know it, the math behind that it's either. With the, it's based on the amount you paid, and then it depreciates over time. I don't remember. I don't know exactly how that works. I yeah. do know that uh, my, my wife's vehicle costs several times what mine does because she has a much newer vehicle than I do. Yeah, yeah. I owned a, a, a brand-new Jeep a number of years ago, and gosh, that was 500 dollars mm-hmm. to go in and get that thing taken care of. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just don't understand why it costs that much money to license a 21-year-old vehicle. So. Yeah, different states have different, different uh, ways of doing it, too. I know, uh, I think South Dakota, North Dakota, there it's a lot less expensive there, but you have property taxes that are different to offset the costs of it. You have it. to remember, too, like a state like Montana does not have a sales tax, mm-hmm. right. but they're going to get their money. One and way they, or another. they drill you on property taxes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. one way or the other, they're going to get it. So I can't remember the exact situation, but uh, uh, my wife moved over here from Minnesota. And uh, when she was getting new plates, there was something where she was like, I can't believe you guys do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that's because Minnesota gets its taxes in a different way, and we do it this way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know the algorithm behind that. I couldn't tell you. Uh, why you're paying that much? I know uh, it's more expensive than other states around us, though. Yeah. But like we said, it, there's taxes that offset it. So I mean, I, usually they're pretty good up there at the uh, clerk's or treasurer's office, right? You can ask them oh, about yeah. that stuff. They'll help you out. They'll, they'll, That's they'll, why they're they'll there. Help you. Yeah. yeah, they are public servants, my friends. <laughs> All right, we got uh, another caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Well, if you need to go to a break, I'll hang on while you do that. And get it out of the way. Yeah, Trevor, where are we, my brother? <laughs> Go for Fire it. Fire away, buddy. Fire away. We're good. All right. All right. You know, your newspapers uh, uh, make you sign your name and 
phone number and everything else if you're going to put a letter to the editor because they want to be able to print the truth. But you go back to 1948, and uh, one major newspaper printed a headline, Dewey Wins. Remember that? (laughs) Yes. Yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah. And so they have a tendency to uh, kind of uh, go with the polls. And speaking of of, uh, polls, uh, do you remember the Kennedy-Nixon debate? I only remember, uh, you know, what I saw in history class. Uh, I remember okay. Nixon sweating a lot. That, that I remember. <laughs> yeah. Now this is this is interesting because uh, TV was not uh, uh, really widespread at the time, so a lot of people had to listen to the debate on the radio, and they had these polls afterwards, surveys, and uh, the people who watched TV thought that Kennedy won the debate. And the people who listened to the radio thought Nixon won the debate. I, I remember mm-hmm. going over that in college. I remember them saying that, uh, that we need to pay attention mm-hmm. to the way that we present certain things. And it was it was the sweating that everybody watching TV was like, why is he sweating so much? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And, and the thing was, it was it was a pretty boy with a $600 haircut that smiled nice yep. against a guy who scowled a lot. And and it was style over substance mm-hmm. that that uh, won the debate and actually won the election. Well, you know, and if you if was, you really look at at the way that uh, politicians present themselves now to the public, uh, it, they took that and they run with it. You know, every everything is about that surface presentation during yeah. the campaign. Image matters. Image matters yeah. a lot. You're right. All right, this brings up another facet. You know what happened in 1913 uh, with the uh, amendment to number 12? They took off the ability of the legislatures to appoint senators, and it went to the popular vote. And so uh, if you look at the the demographics, you have a lot of um, Republican uh, presidents who – started out as businessmen, governors, and people who understood how to run a business, how to run a country, how to run a state, how to run you know municipalities, and got to be president. Now, your senators, most of your Democratic senators, didn't have a job. The only one I can think of that actually had a job in the store was Harry Truman. And when these guys got up there, they had a lot of ideas but they had no practical experience in how to make, uh, you know, the business of government. Let's put it that way. And so, basically, we're back to the same thing. Uh, a lot of the Democrats that get elected to these uh, senators and so on are style over substance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of politics is that way, I think, and more I, now yeah. than it used to be. And I think both sides the, uh, embrace it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll it, give you an example. Senator Senator Enzi uh, owned a shoe store and everything, mm-hmm. and he explained his uh, philosophy to me. It was his 80-20 uh, rule. If he could go and propose something and got 80% of what he wanted, he could allow – he would feel good about letting the other side have 20%, which was good. He was well-respected. Uh, he was a heck of a nice guy, and um, I'm prejudiced because I went to school with him, so – <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that, we all uh, have our bias, don't we? Yep. That's for sure. Well, you guys have a good day. You as and, well. Uh, 
All right. Thank you. Thank you for the call. If Sender Enzu was around today, he would be losing his mind because (laughs) he was so involved in the economics and Mm -hmm. balancing the budget. Yes. And he would lose. He would have lost his mind. Why why, why do you think? Going through today with the recession and the trillions and trillions and trillions. Yeah. And all all the – I don't know how much money was given to the American people. Yeah, I think uh, Senator Kinsky told us nine billion just to the state of Wyoming. <laughs> well, yeah, so so it was trillions. State. Yeah. It was trillions, trillions of dollars. Yeah, you go and look it up. Go look it up because I'm sure it's not going to be broad. How much fraud there was? Oh man, mm. how many billions of dollars? Well, there was, was no way for I them to police that stuff. Yeah, and I don't think we will understand the scope oh, the of fraud. that yeah. for decades to come. Decades to come. Because even after they figure this out, let's say they get it right down to the dang dime. They're not gonna they're not gonna come forward with that right away. We're not gonna show you that we we took this massive misstep and that there was massive misspending and then fraud behind all of it. So I'm saying let's say they figure that out in ten years. It's gonna be another ten years after that before they ever actually release it. I just want to make sure that everybody who is involved is either retired or passed away <laughs> before I release this. It's just like Mark Twain's book, baby. He wrote the secrets about everybody, he put it in a vault and said, Don't open it for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're gonna do with this. You watch. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on nine thirty K R O E and one oh three point nine FM. Sherry. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. This is Patrick Sucker with Harker Mellinger LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been the leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allow you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Harker Mellinger. 672-0785 in Sheridan. Liam's Furniture is having an inventory reduction sale, 20 to 50% off all in stock, brand new furniture, accessories, and home decor. Ashley Hybrid 12-inch mattresses were $7.99, now $5.99. King size is available. A dinette set with four padded chairs was $6.99, now $3.99. Markdowns on lamps, coffee tables, cowhide rugs, 20 to 50% off store-wide. Hurry in now. Liam's Furniture, 250 North Main, downtown Sheridan. It's the 106th anniversary of P.O. News in downtown Sheridan, and that can only mean one thing. A big old party with all their friends. May 7th from 4 to 8 p.m., they'll be partying in the street with their famous beer and cigar pairings, food from Beano's, and live music from the Dugan Irby Band. Put on your party shoes and head on down. It's the 106th anniversary of P.O. News, May 7th. 
Sponsored in part by First Northern Bank, Sheridan Beer, and Sheridan Media. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson and Trevor Jackson. We're your open line guys. Go ahead and give us a ring. 674-4443 or 672-5763. Now we're talking about uh, social media today. Mm-hmm. The aspects of that. Should it be monitored? Should it, uh, should, should it just reflect free speech? Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody who is on social media knows and understands that Mr. Elon Musk has made quite the investment. <laughs> yes. $44 billion mm-hmm. is what it took to get his hands on Twitter. And uh, Hey, it's free market. It, yeah. It's free market. <laughs> but you're right, brother. You yep. are right. You, now, got, you know, the thing is, you know, I don't think, uh, if you guys said this, I'm sorry, because I was not listening to you. No. <laughs> that was typical. Typical, and, yeah. And can we, can we have a, a, a moratorium on algorithm please and not say the word anymore i'll get to check the algorithm and see if it'll uh, allow <laughs> yeah, us to i've only heard it like seven thousand times this morning but you, i think you have to have some moderation i you agree. can't you just can't go flip the switch and, and let every person now start you know just you you can't like you can't uh threaten people with violence you can't you know, there are certain things you can't do. So the city of Boston so, lost a court case where they have to fly a church's flag hmm. outside of their city hall, okay? Now, because of that, the Church of Satan has <laughs> come forward and said, you're going to fly their flag, you're flying ours. And uh, now the city of Boston's got to deal with that. You might say, you might be out there saying, you know what, politically you can't silence me. Okay, well... In your mind, this is a political thing. In somebody else's mind, it might be about some sort of sexual perversion. It might be about some sort of violence that they want to commit against somebody. So we have to be very careful. There's a thin line you're walking here. Can I just put whatever I want on social media? Pictures? Memes? Yeah. Videos? Exactly. That's, hey, don't censor that. That's my where, free speech. Exactly. Where, where do you draw the line? There's got to be moderation. Yeah, there, yeah, it has to be moderated. But, I mean, it just can't be a free-for-all. No. And I would tell Satan to get lost. Like, <laughs> dude, dude, you lost. Okay, go away. We're not going to Take have, your fiddle and leave. Yeah, go back to Georgia and check to see if you can find have Charlie your Daniels. Yeah, go down to Georgia and see if uh, Charlie Daniels is there. And you can go you know, play your fiddle. That's what I'd say. Take but the look. fact of the matter is, they've got a point. You're going to fly one flag, you've got to fly them all. Yeah, yeah, that is a tricky thing. We live in a country that allows you to have any religious freedom that you want. We live in a country that allows you to say what you'd like. The thing is, uh, when you're talking about liberty and freedom of speech, that brings with it personal responsibility. And so you have to do your own research you have to look at you have to do your own moderating basically you know fact check yourself uh because if you don't do it then these other companies are going to start and start doing it and if you don't like their political bias it opens up a whole can of worms and it is amazing the power people feel from behind a keyboard oh it's insane it's absolutely everybody insane. you know what it is it, it when this whole thing started and when facebook really blew up and we're running short of time guys but that's when you start to realize, oh, everybody's got a voice now. Mm-hmm. What and did I mean, Mike Tyson say the other day? It hasn't gotten any, it's gotten, well, it's 
worse. I mean, you can just open your phone up and go to Facebook and you can it, find It's bigger things. and faster and louder than it used to be, but yeah. it's always been he there. You talk yeah. about misinformation yeah. mm-hmm. and lunacy and craziness. Oh, my goodness. It's all over. I do believe it was Mike Tyson. He got in trouble for pounding somebody on, a, <laughs> well, on an airline. Dude had it coming. And well, he basically you know said social media has removed the yeah. idea that if you talk trash to someone, you're yep. going to get hit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's emboldened people in the wrong way. Well, you think you could just walk up to Mike Tyson and say whatever you want? Well, he's he not going to punch you in the face? He, would be, he was very drunk. He is very stupid. Mm-hmm. So that's the big part. Removing that filter as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, a sober person would not get Mike Tyson's face. I yeah. mean, come on. <laughs> World <Exactly>. champion. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. All right. You know, he's retired, but you know what? He'd whoop you. Still. Yeah, like he's oh, not yeah. still going to the uh, gym. The yeah. man owns a tiger. Yeah. He's going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Frackleton's brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Meet Louie. Louie is a dog ready for his forever home. Don't let his size fool you. He's incredibly sweet and gentle and loves to run around in yards and play the day away. Dwight is a handsome cat, sweet and cuddly, making him a great family pet. Dwight wants to be your one and only very special indoor cat. If you've got the home, Dwight is packed and ready to go. Doctors Joseph Ketchke, Ben Fowler, and David Fisher of Wild Visions Associates takes time now to salute our soldiers and veterans who have given their lives. We stand in awe of your dedication and are humbled by your sacrifices this moment.